0: Lock Talks Radio. ...to envision a world with white folks, without white folks, and be able to raise the question, what is it that we're going to do independent of white people? It is very, very hard for us to envision a world without white people. But we cannot create our own agenda until and unless we can define an agenda that can envision a world in which they don't exist. Now we have to wake up and come back to the reality of them. But certainly when we talk about a future, we have to talk about a future from our point of view and our historical understanding of reality.
1: Anisogoma, Sogoma, Sabona, Habaragani, Majwo, Indamanesh, Indamana, Nangadeth, Peace, War. Pan African Greetings, Family. This is your host, Kamal Makase Tehuti. Karibu, welcome. You have entered Africa's reascension. As usual, we will start with our pie or our libation which deliberately calls upon the energies of our African gods, our African spirit forces, and the forces of those yet born to guide and bless this endeavor. Ago, 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 Otomakuma, Enyame, Inyamewa, Treaty upon, Olo room, Beje and asa in-sa. Abasun, in Abasun po, in-sa. Nana Surjabi, in-sa. Nana Esiketswa, in-sa. Nana Datakofi, Nana Tigere, Nana Tigere, Nana Tigere, in Nana Kumi, in-sa. Free, in Akonadi Abena, Asubonten, in-sa. Bochurwewa, sa Tam, in Oya, Oshun, in Ma'at, are set I ask Odomakaman, and yame and yamewa to use me and this form to impart clarity and cultural consistency to all within the sound of my voice. May I speak directly to you soon soon your spirit and reawaken the long dormant and asleep African inside. Yeshrimo Yansu, Yeshrimo Ahudin. Yeshrimo Chera, Yeshrimo Sikapa, Yeshrimo and Kwaso, Yeshrimo and Abasua Fao. ye and Kwaso Medasipa. All right, this is Kamal Mukasey Tahuti, you've reached Africa's reascension. The apae, or libation, is an ancient practice that is still done to this nanosecond in all rural traditional areas throughout the continent. Past, present, and future become one. Tomorrow, look upon what we are doing now, enjoying strength from, and doing the rituals of yesterday. All right, we took a week off last week, um, not because we were fat on turkey, um, and definitely not because we were celebrating <laughs> Native American Day of Mourning. Um, had some other business to take care of, and we took a week off. But we are back. So White Supremacy and bootlicking Negroes, beware, Africa's Reascension is back, and be on the alert to know that your days are numbered. As more of these shows come into existence and more and more people listen and download and take heed to the words of this and other good shows, White Supremacy, bootlicking Negroes, know. That your numbers are dwindling every single day i've taken it upon myself to specifically address some of the stupidities of organizing that we have fallen into over the past probably the last two decades at least since i've been firmly involved in this to put us more on the correct path so we can organize properly Um, organized with consciousness first, wrapped around unity, and then moving forward versus the way we've been trying to do it, of getting masses, 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 all different worldviews, all different ideologies, and just hoping and praying that that's going to somehow (laughs) bring some type of unity together. This shit don't work. And so we spent three good episodes um, destroying that, that that old model and trying to put a different model into place. And it seems like um, the masses that I'm searching for and that we're searching for have listened. Um, I've been doing this uh, two, three months now, and in, in over a month we did the part two of the um, organizing the masses piece. We did three parts. Part two. As of right now is the most downloaded show of Africa's Reascension's young history thus far. Almost 200 people have already downloaded that show in just a month. No other show so far has come close to those numbers. And so obviously that, that, that struck a chord with people. Um, I'm talking about a different way of organizing, talking about throwing out this present, more moribund, tried-and-failed, tried-and-failed way of organizing and looking at something different, it has struck a chord. And so we will definitely return to that. Um, probably next week, if I remember, I'll say it again towards the end, next week we're going to focus more on resistance and actually walk through some of the books that have been talking about resistance and we can look into that and um one just know for the historical record that we did resist. Excuse me, because we do not get that story deliberately. God always don't want to know that, want us to know that deliberately, so we can keep on happily by dancing on a plantation and in, in their reality. No, on the continent we resisted, on the enslavement ships we resisted. When they brought us over here, we resisted. And at least up into, I mean, you still got folks resisting now, myself, whole lip, crazy, riding i I.O.B., and a whole bunch of other folks. We are still resisting, but comparatively those numbers have sorely, sorely dropped to where now the, the, the resistors are in the minority looked upon as the crazy people. And those who love the system and those who make excuses for the system and those that want to work within the system given talking that the craps about pseudo change you gotta do it from within the system, those folks are in the majority right now. That is not the way it has always been. Ever since the invaders came, we had been resisting. Ever since um the invaders came, the resistors have been in the minority. Only after constant cultural breakdown, only after consistent spiritual breakdown, only after consistent sellouts that look like us, that talk sort of like us, but are working for the other group, only since those numbers have gotten bigger did you then see the shift. Into those that want to work within the system to talk about change, we really just want to sat in their pockets. Those that want to make the force the system to work for us. Only then did those numbers start increasing, and the and 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 the, the natural resistance response has um, taken the back seat. I am um, here to tell you loudly and proudly that the resistors are not dead. The resistors are doing the work. We have learned. From history We are doing more of the quiet work We understand that To properly resist You got to start on the individual level The person that's in the mirror first And then once you get to a certain level Then you start seeking out organizations People of like minds To then do some larger resisting And then you link up Those communities and into larger population segments, and then you do larger resisting from that angle, not from getting a million folks, trying to wake them all up all at one time, and then doing something massive. That does not work. There is no historical precedence for it. It's time to throw that model out once and for all and get back to the hard work, but the longer-lasting work. Individual family community then nation, so with that said, um play a promo and some music, and then come back um this week we're gonna keep it sort of light kind of kind of sort of light um, have have a few news items um one is kind of funny <laughs> if you've been following this show. one news item is sort of funny, and then another news item looks at um a a, a lack of analysis on a on a otherwise smart person's um call he he missed something in the analysis and, and we're gonna bring that up and um Look in the chat room and take any calls um, You want to call in 760-454-1111 um, If you're on the page Please um, click the three books And any other link, Ad links um, That are there that helps a brother out So yeah Promo music And getting to some news
2: <laughs> Peace And divine love family Do you want to critically analyze African culture from an intellectual, honest, and practical perspective? Are you tired of all the distractions, self-righteousness, yelling and arguing with no plan or solution? Do you want to build on the facts and deal with the subject or issue at hand? Well, come and listen to our nation's ambassador, Assar, make knowledge born every 9th and 19th of each month at 9 p.m. That's every 9th and 19th of each month at 9 p.m on the show everyone is talking about, African Holistic Healing, at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Ambassador Assar. That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash Ambassador Assar, spelled A-U-S-A-R. Or call in live to build or ask questions at 347-850-8653. That's 347-850-8653. Peace.
3: Welcome to the desert of the real. Peace, family. This is your brother, Holub, a.k.a. Mr. Holipsism, a.k.a. The Buzzkiller. Tune in to Holipsism's Haven every Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we discuss the social, economic, and political issues of the day with a common-sense approach, an African-centered perspective, and a universal sensibility. Call in number 347-843-4874. That's 347-843-4874. To check out related YouTube videos, blogs, and show archives, visit www.holipsism.com. That's www.holipsism.com. I'm making it hard to get your Negro on. Hotep, Black Power. There's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. Like a splinter in your mind, driving you mad.
4: Hot lane.
1: All right, that's from my buddy Kaba. I'm an African. Um, If you want to pick that CD up, he's got a Facebook page, um, Kaba Soul Singer, K A B A Soul Singer. Uh, Check it out. It's he and (laughs) it is a magnificent CD. And if blog talk, don't listen to this. Quit. Taking this off my damn page I know him personally He told me it was fine For me to play it It is podcast safe And all that sort of stuff I ain't stealing from nobody I know him personally Damn it Blog talk I'd have had to upload that uh, Two, three times But uh, Yeah I'm in Africa. We should wake up every day Listen to that song Just to make sure we got it right Understand it Um <laughs> Let me say one more thing about organizing, real quick, before I go into this um, funny little news clip. The internet and organizing—I, I, I, I hope we're all clear on this, and, and and folks don't think I'm tripping. The internet is a tool for organizing. Excuse me. The internet is a tool for networking, but not for real organizing, not for the real type of organizing that we need to do. Um, for one, it's, it's, it connects disparate people all throughout the world. But if you've got direct local stuff that needs to be done, I mean, yeah, you can sort of connect with folks in your particular area uh, if if you need be. But the way for real organizing, we cannot let technology move us out of the the more direct way of organizing, which is face to freaking face. Um, I think we're letting this this technology give us the idea that we can do the real organizing three or four or five thousand miles apart, but in actuality, the internet can only help link people who are doing the work together, and then maybe you can um, speed up the process of of sharing with other people what succeeded and what failed via the Internet. But as far as the actual organizing, um, we don't want to get away from the face-to-face um, aspects of that. Another thing we have to look at with the Internet is that it's free right now, right now, and open to everything and everyone. And they are working on changing that and possibly transforming that as I speak right now. Um, I got my hands in so many pots right now, but this net neutrality um, bill that's out and, 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 and committees that are looking at it. Um, I hope there are other people who are following this and watching this because this could um, transform the way the Internet um, is accessed and is being used. Um, we're sort of getting, you know, fat and happy off of it being free, but the military and the government and a whole bunch of other um, businesses especially are looking at um, charging for access to the Internet, period, Um Internet 3.0 and other stuff like that where every provider will charge charge for you to just be able to get on, log on anywhere. They They are working on that as we speak. Another piece to it is by being free, emails, message boards, web pages, blogs, blog talk shows, all of that, if you do something wrong by being free, free then means open to the public if you do something wrong or since we're black folks they'll pin some shit on us all the information that they gather from all these free sources of, of information that we willingly put on this internet then becomes admissible in court and i'm sure folks have heard about folks being fired from not going to work, but then the boss checked out the the, the Facebook page and they updated their status <laughs> to, to I was out partying somewhere when they should have been at work, and they tried to go in the next day and they got fired. Um, I'm, I'm hearing case after case of, of folks' emails being used in court, um, folks' web pages, Facebook information being used in court. We really got to start um, keeping all this in mind. Um, And since, unfortunately, there's not too many black folks that's got servers (laughs) where we can have all this information more private, um, we just have to be mindful. These are not coming from the words, uh, the the, the rantings of a paranoid person. This is not um, Mel Gibson's conspiracy theory and blackface. I'm just saying I follow trends. I follow patterns. I look and see. Um, what Calgonzoys are doing, I do not trust Caucasoids, Period. One iota. So anything that they're giving away for free, we have to have to look at it. And please remember, the internet was originally from the military as 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 a DARPA experiment. And once they they found ways to control it, then they gave presentations to the business sector, and then the business sector saw ways that they could make money off of it. And then in the mid-'80s, boom, or early-'80s, mid-'80s, boom, you have this Internet thing, a network of computers connecting all around the world. So, So just be mindful. Just be, you know, cautious of the things that you put out there on the Internet, and let's use it for what it can be best used for as a tool of networking, but as far as the real organizing, the real work, when we want to talk about buying land and buying buildings and who we're going to hook up with to do these things, let's do that face-to-face because, as we also seen, sites can be shut down because the government will deem them, you know, threats to national security or... Will will deem them anything. They can just make up some shit to shut some sites down. I saw two hip-hop sites was just shut down by um, Holder and, and, and the FCC and other regulatory boards. And they're working seriously to try to shut down this Wikilinks guy out in Sweden. Um, and probably only because he's based outside of the U.S. is they haven't shut him down yet and now bringing up trumped up charges on him. So... Not a paranoid fanatic, I'm just saying let's be mindful, let's be careful what we put out there, and if we want to do the real organizing, let's do it face to face. Or at least use landlines. Because cell phones <laughs> anybody with a scanner and in your range and knows the frequency of your cell phone can hear your conversation. Period. Um, I bet only one out of maybe a thousand, and then one out of fifteen thousand black folks got scramblers to scramble your cell phone frequency. And I have personally had scanner, and and, and randomly listening to different phone conversations and stuff. And so, so if, if little old Kamal can can do it, I know um, these 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 federal forces and stuff can do it. So, in focusing on the real organizing. Use landlines if you have to, but face-to-face um, will be the best way to go. If folks want to follow you and figure out what you're doing, make them work for it. Make them have to go out in the cold and actually put bugs in a place. Let them sit out in the cold in the car with the <laughs> listening devices. Make make these Caucasoids work for it. Let's not just put all our business, all our strategy, all our tactics out on a free device Why else do you think everyone is getting into cell phone technology? It's easy to pick up the conversation. Why else do you think right now the Internet is free? Everyone can look at what the hell you're saying. So let's just be mindful. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Funny news item of the week. (laughs) Uh, I originally got wind of this in the um, Post, Washington Post on December 2nd. And I'm going to read this initial piece, and then I dug up some stuff on the Internet to share about that as well. Actually, let me check the chat room. Uh, Doc Don, yes, that's right. Do not be long to sleep by this medium. Nothing is free in America. Very good point. Uh, Only a contact point, yes. It damn sure is not secure. (laughs) Breaking it down, breaking it down, yes. And African warlord X. Uh, corporations and media outlets hate that they hate these types of forms because they want to control who shapes the opinion of the masses. And those and are working to change that as we speak. So so let's let's be happy that it's free now. I mean, remember the the the, the waves before Blog Talk was all the Ning sites. And everybody and their mama's best friend and their nephews and their cats and their dogs had an insight. And then something happened and it's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Let's shut this down. And now they have, you know, charges for that. So it may be coming sometime in the future with Blog Talk. We don't know. But let's get in where we sit in do what we can do and go from there. Funny news item. Washington Post, December 2nd. Heathens, please schedule your looting accordingly. Forty billboards in the Nashville, Tennessee area, and in eight other U.S. cities are proclaiming. Now, check this out. Now, get your pens ready. Get the pens ready. Or break out your BlackBerry. Go to the calendar. They're proclaiming May twenty-first, two thousand and eleven. May twenty-first, two thousand and eleven, as the date of the rapture. <laughs> I'm sorry, wait, give you a minute. <laughs> hey, motherfuckers, been taking this into the date world since 999 A.D. Gregorian calendar. Oh, my God. May 21st, 2011. Fans of Family Radio, Inc., a nationwide Christian network, paid for the billboards. Family Radio's founder, Harold Camping, predicted the May date. The billboard's message is simple. He is coming again and their aim is to get unbelievers to turn around quickly. So then when you just um, Google May twenty first, 2011, uh, you know, you got a few different websites that come up. Now, they had mentioned that there's 20 billboards that's up in D.C., but I just, in, in just Googling, um, on December 4th, a few days after that, I found out there are some, and they got a picture of, of one of the billboards that's in <sighs> my hometown of Detroit, and, you know, a little simple um, blue blue background billboard. He is coming again, May twenty-first, two 2011. It's from an organization called WeCanKnow.com, and it's got the, 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 the fallacious star and the fallacious three kings following the star and some crappy little Bible quote on there, whatever, what not. And and I think it's just funny. Um, yeah, they 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 were first in Tennessee. Um, they are being erected during Christmas season to remind folks of the message of the season. In Detroit, they will stay up until early January. Um, but folks are estimating that in Detroit, at least, they're charging them five hundred dollars for a four week period. And they'll be placed on um, surface streets, but not off of the highways. That's at least in Detroit. Um. <clears throat> and then when you go to their actual site, um, then, of course, you know, they give all the usual blah, blah, hoochemora. Um This site serves as an introduction and portal to four faithful ministries which are te- teaching that we can know. From the Bible alone That the date of the rapture of believers Will take place on May 21st, 2011 And and now they continue this Now the articles didn't go this far This is what the website says So they give you the date of the rapture May 21st, 2011 But then they say And that God will destroy this world On October 21st, 2011 Now I'm sorry I just
0: I personally
1: take offense to October twenty first because that's my birthday. <laughs> the whole shit is funny, but why do I take my birthday for 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 the world to be destroyed? I mean, come on, man, what's matter with October twenty first? But um, <laughs> the whole thing is absolutely funny. Um, this guy Harold Camping, he's supposedly been studying the Bible for. 70 years, and he's come up with some infallible mathematical formula that helped pinpoint this date on on 2011. Study the proofs that God has so graciously given his word, showing us that these dates are 100% accurate and beyond dispute. Above all, please read the Bible and prayfully ask God to blah, 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 blah. Like I said at the beginning of this, ever since this, what's the phrase called, Malarianism? Which is basically folks that think the world's going to (laughs) end, or or no wait that's uh, folks that think the world is going to end at the beginning of the millennium. But then you also have the um, apocalyptic folks that the world's going to end apocalyptically and all that sort of stuff. I think the shit is absolutely hilarious. They've been predicting dates again since 999 um, A.D. Gregorian calendar, and the shit ain't happened. Happened yet? Um, I mean, I, I personally don't need any more proof that the Bible is 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 <laughs> a fake document that was put together based off of um, misunderstood, misrepresented, non-understood principles from ancient Kemet as well as the surrounding areas around Kemet. There's um um. Um, with Zoroastrianism within it Where there was a good YouTube site That I was talking about Before um, The whole Bible piece That got put together They took a part of Zoroastrianism Which he basically put all the gods together As one good god And one bad god And that's how Christianity came up with the concept Of a god and a devil Of this all-pervasive bad And this all-pervasive good beforehand they didn't really have that concept. We know about the Council of Braga of five sixty three AD Gregorian calendar, which where which is when they Christians uh made the, the the devil a spirit which could be in anybody versus beforehand they thought it was an actual physical person. So again they needed a fucking council to determine this nature of, of this devil concept
0: concept,
1: not reality, concept. Council of Braga, B R A G A. Five Sixty Three. Um, so again, this, this Bible is a hodgepodge um buffet type religion style and they picked and chose from from Kemet heavily, but also the surrounding um cultures in the area, but it's but the overarching world view is Caucasoid and is European. And and for anyone that has any doubts of what I'm saying, I started out Africa's Reascension with three great shows exposing the fallacy of the African origins of Christianity. I ain't even going to get into that now because I think I did a magnificent job of that um, during those three shows. So y'all could check those shows out um, if you had any questions or issues or whatever whatnot based on that so may twelfth excuse me may twenty first two thousand eleven is when the rap switch oh, is when the rapture's supposed to come, and then october twenty first two thousand eleven my forty first birthday the world's gonna come to an end hey, I, I guess I guess better get a, hurry up and have a wife and some kids quickly um Okay, I see a hand is raised. Four oh two six oh one. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Welcome, to Africa's Reascension. And they just hung up. Okay, that's how All right. Seven six zero four five four one 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 one. Um. Ah, <laughs> oh, Africa warlord, you you own. One. Didn't we already go through the Y two K scare? <laughs> hey, hey, they gotta have one. You know, they made so much money with the Y two K and and Don Richards or whatever the, the, the homeland security guy's name was. Duct tape sales went through the roof. <laughs> that was that was hilarious. And all oh, the computers are gonna shut down and and the world's gonna spin into a tailspin and destroy yeah. So this is the next May 21st, 2011. So, all right. Anyway, um, play another clip, some more music. Oh, no way. (laughs) This is a great little segue to go with this, with what we just read on this hilarious, comical, and funny article from um, Harold Camping and fans of Family Radio. For all black folks, Listen to this one little clip real quick and, and, and heed
4: it. A lot of people think when they read the Bible that the same revelation that, that's written in the Bible is going to be their judgment in life. And Jesus is going to come and judge the world. And you're going to get hemmed up with that. You better be good. A God of justice is not going to judge the slave the way they judge the slaves after. You started out with nothing, everything taken from you. You're a prisoner of war. You can go to God and say, God, I never even got a chance to know myself. How can I know you? God even knows that already. So the judgment is not on us. But what we do, we forgot about us. We forgot about our God. And what we do is we read the Bible and we say, wow, we're going to suffer the same fate as the Jews. No, you're not Jewish. If you ever want to escape Armageddon, read a different book.
0: We should always begin with the African worldview, with the African Asili, as it were, the Asili, the cultural seed the essence of the culture because that is our grounding that is our frame of reference and without an understanding of the African worldview we really cannot um, critique European thought and European behavior effectively we need that foundation that comes from outside of the European worldview we cannot critique European thought and behavior functioning within their framework. We have to come outside of it. And for us, what comes from our nature um, is our understanding of the world, the way in which we relate to the world, and the seed from which our culture develops. So that
1: first little snippet was from KRS. He got a new album up. New album out called Meta Historical. Um, it's all right. It's 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 not vintage KRS, but I I just love and I'm gonna keep playing that as much as I can. That one little clip. You want to escape that? Read a different book. That's not us. We have our own gods. We don't have to blackenize Christianity. We don't have to blackenize Islam, Judaism, all these other systems. We we don't have to do that. We have our own stuff. How we started out the show. I was giving reference. Our the way that we give reference to our God and our spirit forces our way, and that's what we need to get back to. And then, sort of elephant backed that up with Mama Marimba. You got to step outside their BS um, to properly critique it and to properly know how to fight it. So while we got 19 minutes left, um, again, um, everyone, anyone in the chat room who want to chime in. 760-454-1111. 760 um, 454 I want to thank everyone who's been downloading and, and favoriting. Make sure you favorite the show. If, if, if I'm saying something that's making sense, um, go listen to the archive shows. If I'm continuing to say something that makes sense, go ahead and favorite the show. That way you get um, updates on when the show's coming in. I sort of put this one up late, so... I thank everyone that's listening now, and um, like I said, next I'm gonna do probably do a series on resistance because we got to get an understanding in our brains that we resisted, and um, yeah, so so those will probably be the next grouping of shows next week for a few weeks. Um, so yeah, and make sure to click all the links for for the folks who are listening on the computer. Click the revolving books, those are some good books. Even if you don't buy them, they help me out a little bit. Um, click some of the other ads. I deliberately picked those books just, again, to give a world view, a worldwide view of of how folks are challenging this beast. Uh, For, De- For Indigenous Eyes Only is a magnificent workbook that was put together by the Native American community to work through decolonization, Um, Decolonizing Methodologies is put together by a sister um, of Maori or indigenous um, Australian-New Zealand descent, and that's a magnificent book on on how she's, um, her and other folks have been trying to decolonize the curriculum out there in New Zealand. And and, and when you look at what she's doing, you can definitely make the links to what we're trying to do over here, to what some folks are doing on the continent, and otherwise and So um, if you've never heard of the books You know by clicking on them And then if you buy them through that link That helps me out Even if you just click on them um, That helps me out too um, I see we got a caller up Call with a hand up 646-764 You are on Africa's Reascension What's your name? Where are you calling from?
3: This is Mr. little Calling from Brooklyn
1: What it be like, man
3: Peace <laughs> Yeah I just wanted to call in and show my support And tell everybody to please listen to the first three shows that you did
1: Oh, on the organizer? <laughs> yeah, please
3: go to the to the archives and listen to those three shows I don't know if people have been really peeping those archives You know, you, you see the numbers, I don't, but they need to
1: that number I've been two. posting them up Okay, maybe that's it Because number two specifically Has just ran yeah. off the charts I'm like, wow <laughs>
3: Yeah, I so. think it might
1: Because I've been, I've been definitely posting
3: them In the Facebook and like in my forums To get, let people know Because that point is is Cannot be emphasized more And I think that that show just defined everything It's like, after that show I don't think we need to have this discussion no more <laughs> <laughs> There's really nothing to talk right. about Either we're going to do it or that's it Right, right.
2: Yeah, You know so
3: that's all that. I want to do I always wanted to show my support I'm going to have a lot of background noise And I'm probably going to get cut off before the midnight <laughs> Because I'm, I'm on a train going underground But I just wanted cut to get off. in and tell you that Before I got cut off
1: Alright thank you thank you brother Thanks all for putting right. me on how how the little, little Alright No you doubt Thanks Frank all right, mute Mr. Holip. All right, this last news clip I'm going to share, 15 minutes left. Um, if you don't know about this magazine, you should know. Hopefully this will not be the first time you're hearing about it. There is a quote-unquote mainstream magazine that comes out of London. It's called The New African, N-E-W-A-F-R-I-C-A-N, um best selling Pan African magazine. It is in its forty fourth year of production and they just came out with their five hundredth edition. Um, now now I know we you know we have some um I've got my news journal Africa World Analysis which 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 hopefully will get back started again January first. And then we've had um next generation, N-E-X generation, that was out of London too, but that was mainly more just at, you know, if you went to black stores and stuff, you would get it. Um, This one is, is, is mainstream, if you will, in the sense that I pick it up at Borders and News World and Barnes and Nobles and stuff like that, but the content is inside. You you, you may not agree with 20% of it, but the other 80% is usually on point. It definitely comes from a pan-African perspective. It looks at the issues from an African perspective most of the time. Excuse me. Um, but, But even most of the time is better than what we normally get, which is none of the time in all the other like there's some BBC Africa, don't waste your time on that. Look at it while you're in the store and then put it back on the shelf. Ooh, excuse me. And then there's some other um, African news magazines that are in the um, Cogazoid bookstores that are, are, are not worth the money. But this particular one, New African, it is. And its chief editor, uh, well, its main editor over the last, 20 22 years has been a brother um, named Bosfor Ancoma. and usually his articles are, are pretty on point, and pretty good. He's a bit too Christianized for me in some other in some respects, but you know I give him a pass sometimes because some of his analysis is on point. But in this particular one, he was um, he he's reflecting on you know the past. Uh, five hundred issues and the the, the, the twenty two years he spent dealing with um editing the new the the, the 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 magazine and the article is entitled All issues great and small and he's you know waxing nostalgic and things like that but he basically reprints a large part of an article that he did some years ago that was called the Taiwan Miracle and In it, he's not only dealing with Taiwan, but he's dealing with Russia, and he's dealing with um, North Korea, is it? and South Korea, excuse me. And he walks through the history of how these three countries in, you know, 50, 60 years became these big master superpowers that they are. And then he keeps bringing it back and asking, why not Africa? What's the matter with Africa? How come Africa isn't getting this, this, that, and the other? And so he walks through, and he, he. he I mean, the, the the historical piece is is pretty good as far as he understood what made um, what made Taiwan into the um, quote. I won't say giant, but what made Taiwan what it is today? Um, basically they were getting grants from the U.S. government, not even loans, but but straight out just here, quote, unquote, no strings attached, and we're talking billions of dollars. And I'm looking for, he broke down the the specific numbers per year that they were getting um, debt-free from America to do what they were able to do and of course, oh here we go. Yeah, broken down into its yearly allocations, America's 1.84 billion free 1.48 billion dollars of free money to Taiwan is quite impressive even in today's terms. 90.8 million was given in 1951, 75.8 million in 52. $100.3 million in 53, $108.3 in 54, and he keeps going and going. He keeps going and going. And then they even got another $29.3 million. I mean, that, that kept going up into, and I'm just shorting it down. They even got another $29.3 million in in um, 1968. And he juxtaposes that to Kwame Nkrumah went to the government and asked for a loan so he could do his um 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 dam project and and they said no I'll call I'll, I'll call Sombo Dam project he was looking for um he was looking for a loan from the from the US government and Eisenhower told him no but during that same time period they were giving freely how many cuz he gave he gives the numbers during the same time period yeah now, while the American government would not give Ghana a loan of seventy million and fifty-eight to build the dam, it gave Taiwan $81.6 million that same year for free. And Krumah wanted a loan, not free money. And then for the next four years, 59 to 62, while he sought frantically for the loan, America continued to give Taiwan for free 128 dollars ninety four point two and fifty five point nine million in each of those years. So while in wanted seventy million, in that in that four year time period they end up giving Taiwan four hundred and seventy one point seven million free dollars. So he mentions that with Taiwan and he talks about that's how they got their um that's how they were able to get where they're at now as far as being one of the um main IT they hold a, they have a dominant place in the global IT industry how 55% of all video cards 61% of all keyboards 65% of all mice and 95% of all handheld scanners come from um the work of taiwan and through taiwan um 74% of all pc motherboards 70% of all network netbook computers All of that. So that was done from America giving them, you know, all this free money. And then he walks through and he talks about, um, there's a whole bunch of Taiwan stuff here. And then he talks about, you know, he talks about Japan and and how, you know, after (laughs) America bombed them, um, no one's, between, you know. Then they got a nice amount of money and rebuilt their infrastructure and went in and uh, redistributed the lands, um, and that's what helped make them prosperous. And so he walks through um, what America did for all these other places, but then he asks, why not Africa? Why not Africa? But he sort of answers his question in his own article. And and I'm I'm a bit upset that other, an otherwise real smart brother, Bafor, he missed this. He says, when mainland China went communist in 1949, following in the steps of the Soviet Union to the north, America and its capitalist allies deliberately set out to contain the spread of communism by making countries like Taiwan, Japan, South Korea and other East Asian tigers become the paragons of economic prosperity. And in five decades, Taiwan has become a star product of that American dream. The point that this brother is missing in this otherwise well put together article is that America don't do shit for free. They may have given 474 million dollars, free money, and helped Taiwan boost its economic industry, but that also brought the loyalty of Taiwan. For when communism was rising, you saw money being poured into the, the neighboring countries dealing with communism so then America could have allies around the communist nation to be able to monitor and blockade and other things, this so-called growing threat. Um, and and even with South Korea, that's that's a particular trading port or something he said in here. He gave the answer to his question in here, why not Africa? Because at least right now, outside of the oil, which is now starting to pop up more and more in Nigeria, in Sierra Leone, and in other places, Um, America doesn't have a vested interest in Africa So they're not going to pour the money in for infrastructure And since there isn't a a major threat, a major global threat around um, Africa Because it's, you know, its own continent to itself They don't have a big reason to do that America had a reason for building up Taiwan. America had a reason for building back building back up Japan. And 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 folks that had their eye on the geopolitical ball understood that then and we understand it now. Brother Baffour missed that particular point. America will not bail Africa out of what's going on. Africa and her stolen children spread throughout the rest of the world will bail Africa out of what's going on. And 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 it's a shame that the editor of New Africa Magazine, who is otherwise a very, very smart brother with a lot of his other articles and whatever, missed that crucial point. They helped those other countries based on larger and longer geopolitical goals. And the only way America will pour money into Africa is if they find a geopolitical goal that they can exploit. And right now, again, we see that that oil is, is cropping up um, in Africa and the U.S. is having issues with the Middle East, so they would rather now they're, – they're looking more towards Africa. And also now since China is running into Africa – Um, hand over foot, you're starting to see America peek their ears up a little bit more and looking at Africa, but it's not going to be foreigners that's going to help Africa. We're Africans, us who are stolen from our homeland in America and throughout the rest of the world. We will get Africa out of the mess that it's in. Once we understand that we're Africans, once we consciously and deliberately reconnect ourselves to our cultures, and once we start getting serious about the issue of nation building, there's a whole bunch of stuff that we can do jointly that will help us over here and help the continent almost simultaneously. But if we're still debating that we're Hebrews and Muslims and Christians and space Muslims and East Christians and all that other bullshit, then it's not going to happen. And we're going to be, <laughs> and we're going to be protesting and 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 yelling and screaming at America to do this, to stop doing that. When we, we, the children <laughs> of Africa, uh, still to this day, we need to get off our butt, see that as our home, and work to take care of our issues over here, away from home, and how to link it directly. To helping out the continent as well So we're not going to do uh overtime. So I want to thank everyone who did listen Please download the show Tell your friends Click all the links um, Next week We will be For the next few weeks We'll be talking about resistance And we'll probably start I'm going to dig up fighting the slave trade and we're going to walk through the different ways That we resisted on the continent um, because we don't get that information. So, Madasi for everyone, Abibi Fahodie, total African liberation.
0: system of European control works is that you have to accept a concept of reality which makes them superior if you deny that their thing will not work and they will lose their control